0: Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast podcast. We want to extend an invitation to sit in live with us during our weekend service. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message inspires you but also challenges you in your walk with God. For more information, visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to be reading from Matthew chapter 11. Verses 28 and 30. I'm reading from the message translation. So it's going to sound a little different. But it's a paraphrase of the Bible. It's how the Bible would be translated if it was just a street language. Which I love. Because I'm not into Shakespeare. I'm into Tupac. Um, That's my Shakespeare. All eyes on on Jesus. Uh, (laughs) That... (laughs) I love that. The Bible says this. Are you tired? Worn out? Burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. And work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Those are the words of Jesus to us this morning. Can you say amen? Amen. I want to talk to you this morning. I want to title this talk, The Ultimate Invitation. The Ultimate Invitation. Life is filled with invitations. Just this week, you probably got some invitations. Yeah, yeah. Maybe to a birthday party. I got, we, got, we got to do a, a surprise birthday party last night to one of the men of the church. It was awesome. But every day we get invitations. Birthday parties, weddings, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> quinceañeras. <laughs> and then rent, if you're Cape just they just give you invitations for no reason. Cape Verdean just want a party you know but every day you get so many different invitations every week you get invitations i don't know about you guys but i'm at a point now that i'm sometimes i'm glad i didn't get invited you ever feel glad there was a wedding you're like oh they make the cut word like (laughs) i am so glad for the uninvitation. and then there's some invitations that just annoys you you ever been invited like without wanting to be invited to a facebook group you ever been included in a Facebook group and you're like, I, I didn't have a say in this thing. Why am I in this group that I don't even care about? Right? Have you ever been invited to a GroupMe page? If you know Fernando, you've probably been invited to a GroupMe page. That man loves group me's. Starts one every other week just for fun. I think that's his ministry. He loves to start new GroupMe pages. But life is filled with invitations. Some are very welcome. Somebody today might, might invite you for coffee. You know, someone's building up the courage today to be like, so girl, I was I was I was thinking about you and I was wondering after service, can you come to the cafe with me? I'd like to buy you a soap coffee on me. Jesus put it on my heart to bless you with a soap coffee. Hopefully that's a welcome invitation. For somebody today, Um, I believe that you're in church to meet Jesus and to meet a potential person that might make life with Jesus even so much sweeter, so much better. So I'm opening the invitation to you to make the invitation to somebody. And if they say no, just say, well, Jesus knows better. (laughs) Clearly, you're not in communication with Jesus, girl, because... If you're new to church, we like to have fun here. I don't like to be stiff. (laughs) But here, my friends, I believe, is the ultimate invitation of life. Here is Jesus putting out the invitation. Saying, come to me. I love that. Because there's a difference here between going to a building for a religious thing and coming to Jesus. Because life is challenging, right? Life has its ups and downs, and we're always working to improve life. All of us want a better quality of life. All of us are working to live better. Some of us were like, I didn't have a lot of things growing up, so I'm working really hard to give my kids what I didn't have. And we work really hard, but then we find ourselves tired. We find ourselves worn out. And then some of us find ourselves burnt out, right? And then, and then in, in those moments, we try to find ways to cope with life. We try to find ways to deal with the stress of life, the depression of life, the anxiety of life, the worries of life. And sometimes in that, we end up turning to the wrong invitations, We turn to the invitation of the bottle for a quick fix. Or we turn to the invitation of that friend who says, man, just Jesus and weed go good together. We made it legal in our state. But I don't think we realize that there's a lot of things that we're trying to fix. But it's like putting band-aids on broken legs, my friends. There's a lot of invitations that just lead to dead-end streets. And no one sets out to be an addict. But it's looking for a quick fix. It's looking to numb the pain somehow. And so we end up turning to all the wrong invitations. And sometimes even religion is an invitation. Because religion means wealth. Right? Religion is, is, is man's way of trying to cope with life and trying to understand life. And, and so we believe that there's maybe a God out there that might help me. And so we turn to religion to try to find solutions to our life's problems and issues and struggles. But how many times have we ran into the issue that even religion itself could become a stress? Even religion can add to the stress of life. Did you know that when Jesus walked the earth, He didn't didn't start religion. Religion was already around. Matter of fact, when Jesus walked the earth in the first century, he lived in the time period where the Romans pretty much dominated the world. And the Romans had several gods. So many gods that they worshipped. And they also were influenced by the Greek culture, which you learn Greek mythology from. So many gods there. And then he was a Jew... Influenced by Judaism. And then there's different sects of Judaism. Within Judaism. So there's so many different religions already in place. And if you fast forward to today. 21st century. 2018. According to Google. There's about 4,200 religions in the world. Just that number is exhausting in itself. When I was doing research and I saw that. I was like. No wonder people are tired. No wonder people don't want to talk about religion. Because how do you know out of 4,200 which one is right? And isn't it interesting? We spend so much energy trying to convince each other which one is right. And we end up fighting over the very thing that we believe is supposed to help us on this journey of life. And that's why some people don't even want to get close to it. Some people are like, I don't want to talk about religion. All it leads is to fights and and Facebook posts and and weird DMs. like, like, (laughs) I don't want to deal with it. And what I find interesting here is Jesus knows that. Because he said, are you burnt out on religion? So in other words, my friends, Jesus... Didn't come to start a religion. Because here he's clearly saying, are you tired of all of that stuff? Because I want to offer you something deeper than religion. I have a better way of life. My friends, the ultimate invitation of Jesus is to a better life. I didn't say an easier life. I said a better life. Because an easy life does not mean a fulfilled life. I'm talking about a life of fulfillment. I'm talking about a life of purpose. I'm talking about a life that you wake up in the morning and you have a reason to be alive. Jesus is appealing to something deeper than religion. It's the ultimate invitation. Because he's not saying, Come and learn some dogmas. Come and learn some rituals. Come and learn some traditions. Come and, no, he's saying, Come to me. Yeah. Yeah. My friends, that is a personal invitation. Right. It's one thing to get a mass text, it's another thing to get a personal text. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. 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 This is a personal invitation to come to a person who says, I am more than just a person. I might be the very thing that you're looking for in life. He said, come to me. That's the invitation that's in front of all of us today. To come to Jesus. Many of us have come to religion. Many of us have come to church. Many of us have come to try to be a good person. But Jesus said, no, come to me if you want to know life. If you want a fulfilled life, if you want a life that's actually going to be more than just, you know, paying bills and and, and hope to die and go to heaven someday. Because Jesus is not even talking about heaven here. I pray we understand this. This is not a, a concept of heaven and hell. Even though we believe in heaven and hell, Jesus is talking about life right now on earth. Right now in this very moment, this very instance, he's saying, come to me if get away with me, and you will recover your life. Amen. My goodness, that's so good. Understand here. I want to make this clear this morning that we have a simple message. Our message is Jesus. He is our message, not a religion, not some dogmas, but a person. Who says, I am more than a person. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. That's the message of Jesus. And he says, come to me. If you come to me, you will recover your life. I find it interesting that he used the word recover. Because in a sense, what he's saying is, all of you are addicted to something. It's amazing to me how quickly we judge a drug addict, but we forget that we have our own addictions that we're dealing with. We're quick to put labels on people, but we forget, what about us? Because he's saying, come recover your life. He's saying, no, no, there's something that's got a hold of your life. It may not be drugs. It may not be alcohol, but it could be money. It could be lust. It could be pride. It could be ego. It could be be you. It could be you. Some people are addicted to themselves. You ever heard people talk like that? Oh, I'm a good person. I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. You're addicted to yourself. It's probably one of the worst drugs that you will ever be addicted to. Your own self. You can't smell your own pride. There's a poopy diaper and you can't smell it. <laughs> Jesus said, no, come recover your life. Yeah. Come recover your life. Because life has a way of making it, uh, us addicts. And God created us to be free. To live a free life, he says, come to me. Some people are addicted to money. Yeah. Come on. And he said the love of money is the root of all evil. Right. Not money, the love of. Some people, all they do is talk in terms of bank account. Anytime you ask them, can we do this? They're always thinking, can we afford this? That's an addiction, my friends. That's an addiction. Working 60, 80, 90 hours a week and not knowing where your resources come from. So Jesus said, no, come recover your life. That's not the way you were meant to live. Jesus invites us to himself, my friends. He says, if you want a real rest, because we're all tired, it's amazing to me, I'm not talking physical tired, we're all emotionally tired, we're all spiritually drained. That's why all of us have short fuses, because we're quick to snap, because we're not really resting. We're not resting anymore. Some of us are here, but you're fidgety, you can't wait to get out of here to do nothing. We're all in a rush to go nowhere. Yeah. Wow. I see it every Sunday. The moment I say amen, it's like an exodus. <laughs> it's like, where are we going? Yeah. Every day on my way to work, I pray for people on, 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 on driving by because I'm like, everybody's in a rush, but we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Right. Isn't it funny? All of us are in a rush. It's like, when does this thing end? When does it end? Because I, I got to go, I got to go. I got to go do what? <laughs> funny thing is, we're not going anywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we're still we're going somewhere. Yeah. Even busyness now is a sign of addiction. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're addicted to being busy. Yeah, yeah. He says, come and rest. Do you feel rested? Do you feel like emotionally rested? So rested. That's why he gives us one day a week. He's like, one day a week, come to my house and rest. That was the whole point of the Sabbath is to rest. Yeah. It's to say, I know where my blessings come from. Right? But but our minds are so agitated. And then and then to make matters worse, they've given us this, this idol now in our hands that won't let us rest. They won't let us rest. We can't rest. Even in church, we can't rest. <laughs> we can't rest. Can't rest. But everybody says, How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. He said, no, 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 my friends. I want to give you a real rest. How do we get a real rest? He said, he said you get a real rest by walking with me. Yeah. He said, watch how I do it. That's what I love about Jesus. Jesus is not one of those teachers that says, you know, do what I say. Not as I do. Parents. Yeah. No, Jesus is not one of those. He's like, no, I'll show you how to do this. So he didn't say, hey, come and try to do these do's and don'ts stuff. No, no. Come and see how I do it. My friend, that's not religion. That's relationship. When you're walking with someone. See, in Jesus' day, when he called a disciple to come to him, it was literally like 24-7. They would be together every single day of the week, walking together, going to lunch together, going to the marketplace together, going fishing together, doing everything together. It's like, listen, you got to see how I do this thing because I lead by example. That's the Savior that we have in Jesus. This is not some elusive thing up there, some pie in the sky. No, he's like, no, I'm not going to leave you blind. Look at how I do it. Yeah. Because that's how you recover your life. Yeah. He said, if you read the scriptures before when we read, he said, listen, here's the reality. When you see me, you're seeing the Father. And if you, if you know, want to know what the Father looks like, look at me. Yeah, that's good. Jesus is the only Teacher in the history of the world who was blunt enough to say, if you want to know God, look at me. Buddha says, if you want to know God, seek enlightenment through yoga, and meditation. Muhammad said, if you want to know God, pray five times a day. Make sure you fast, make sure you give. You know, Confucius says, if you want to know God, then you gotta, you gotta meditate. But Jesus says, No, if you want to know God, look at me. Look at me. It's a personal invitation. He says, Come follow me, not some religious dogmas. I'm afraid, 2018s later, we have confused Jesus with religion. And I would go as far as challenges us, even you who have been coming to church all your life. Sometimes, do you know the difference between going to church and following Jesus? There's a difference. There are some people who know a lot about the Bible but know nothing about Jesus. Some very smart people miss Jesus. Go look at your scriptures. The, the religious people of his time completely missed them because they were focused on their own dogmas, their own traditions, their own understanding of God, that they miss God. walk with me work with me watch how i do it listen it's a teacher student relationship yeah, yeah. that's what the word discipleship means student it's an apprenticeship it's saying like we're going to do this together it's an internship that doesn't last three months it lasts a lifetime yeah, yeah. it's a constantly walking with jesus constantly looking at jesus Many years ago, there was this famous bracelet, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Very famous. Everybody was rocking it. Tiger was rocking it. You know, the people on ESPN, everybody. Was, the funny thing for me was, I, I, I was wondering, yeah, But how many of us know what Jesus would do? It's a cute bracelet. But the reality is, Jesus is not into cuteness, he's into action. It's like, but are we actually doing what Jesus would do? Right? but now, now, he goes on to say this. Listen, you got to learn the enforced rhythms of grace. I love that line so much. Yeah, yeah. He's saying, listen, it's an invitation to live by God's grace. Yeah, this is not, I'm going to try really hard. I'm a good person. <laughs> it's like, man, you're tired. Yeah. It's tiring trying to do this thing on your own. He said, no, no, I want to show you how to do this. It's actually by grace. And, and I love this, my friends. He said, grace has a rhythm. That's good, That's good news and bad news. Some of us have no rhythm. <laughs> like, like, I'm kidding, but I'm, trust me, I have zero rhythm. I wish I did. I love seeing people dance because I can't dance. So I live my dreams through them. You know, it's like, yo, that's, that's amazing. You move so well, so gracefully, gracefully. Some of us, that's, see, I hope you catch this analogy. Jesus is saying, you got to move by grace, not by law. Law is rigid, it's structured. You ever see people try, tr- try, okay, 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 now, okay, now you go. Okay, now, okay, 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 it, it, it's a train wreck. But what's the key of a dance? Someone has to lead. You ever seen two people dance and both are trying to lead? It's a train wreck. Especially two white people. I'm not racist, but y'all can't dance. But who am I to judge? I can't dance neither. So we're on the same boat. Good news is, he's making a point here. Someone needs to lead this dance. How about you let me lead the unforced rhythms of grace? In other words, you can't force this dance. Someone has to lead. He said, come, let me teach you the rhythms of grace. The beautiful thing about that is this, is that grace has a rhythm. And we're all unique, which means all of us has a unique rhythm that God is trying to adjust for your life. So you don't have to look at someone else's dance. He's got our own dance for you. Grace, my friends, is a gift to everyone. Religion says you got to earn it. That's why when we dedicate babies, I want to make it clear to parents, this is not a religious thing that you check off the box. No, no, no. This is a grace walk. Now you begin to show your kids the rhythm of grace that's already in your life. And, and pretty soon, they'll begin to understand that there's a rhythm. Why? Because they see mom and dad in a rhythm. And when they catch a rhythm, then they'll be graceful through their lives, through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is not just getting dunked today. This is continuing to follow in the rhythm of grace that God has for your lives. That's why religion is boring. See, the religion will just diagnose the issue, but grace f- heals. That's that's so religion just says, here's the problem, and that's it. Yeah. You ever talk to religious people? I tell you what's wrong with the world. We're all going to hell. Yeah. But it's like, where's the solution? Jesus said, No, I didn't come to do that. I came to show you how to live in a world that is imperfect, that is hurting, that is struggling, that is broken. I came to show you a rhythm of life that actually makes sense. Anytime someone's bored in church is because they never met Jesus. For sure. And I don't blame them because most people have gone to churches where all they talk about is the problem, they've never pointed a solution. That's why I love baptisms. It's like, man, look at amazing stories after stories of how Jesus comes to bring solutions. To bring a rhythm. It's like, man, you've been dancing to the wrong song all along. Listen, grace is a gift to everyone. You don't earn it. You certainly don't deserve it. The password is Jesus don't earn it you don't deserve it as long as you're talking in terms of earning and deserving you don't know grace yet because grace makes you feel like man i i can't believe i get to be here I can't believe I get to worship a holy God. I can't believe that he, he would take a knucklehead like me and transform him and heal him and restore him and bless him and strengthen him and continue to heal him and restore him and strengthen him and bless him. That's the grace of God. And I don't know if you caught on yet. There's a pattern there. It's usually the ones who say, I can't do it on my own. who will get grace. That's why sometimes we have to hit rock bottom to realize, bro, why are you trying on your own? Yeah. Right. That's why religious people don't get that. They're like, well, I never did drugs. Yeah, but do you have grace? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a good person. Yeah, great. Keep striving on your strength. See, how father takes you. Yeah. Because religious people will look good in public, but in private, they're struggling. Ooh. I can guarantee you that. Listen, as you walk with Jesus, you will discover a personal rhythm that he has for you. That's good news. He's not trying to adjust you to someone else's rhythm. That's what religion does. Religion does we all got to look the same, talk the same, act the same, dress the same. No, he says, no, I'll take you as you are, but I won't leave you there. See, you come as you are, but you don't have to stay as you are. He loves you too much to leave you where you are. He wants to work on you, mold you, and shape you into his image and likeness until you look like him. That's grace. Listen, I got to run here. Listen, he says this, let's do life together. He said, come, we'll do it together. We'll do it together. Another translation says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's a farming illustration. Again, Jesus talks to people where they are so they can understand. He's saying, you guys are used to farming. You know how that works. You bring two animals together and you yoke them together, right? And you thread the field. But the key in yoking and threading the field, what they do is they always put an experienced animal with a beginner animal. And And the experienced animal needs to lead. Once again, who's leading? They, like, they said if two animals try to lead, they will mess up the field. Right. But it says, no, an experienced one needs to lead a beginner one. That's the point of discipleship. He's saying, I'm the experienced one. I'll put my arms around you, and we'll do this together. Yeah. And if you find yourself pushing away, he's always saying, hey, this way, man. Right. Yeah. Want to recover your life and stay free? See, the thing is, it's not today. It's Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Because there's going to be another voice saying, yeah, but you can, it's not that serious. No, it is that serious. Because anytime you're not walking with Jesus, you're walking with somebody else. And you won't recover your life that way. Right? You want to, the key, listen, this is, this is my struggle with church. The key is not being free. The key is staying free. Yeah, that's so good. It's about staying free. That's why I don't understand this whole concept of you don't have to go to church to follow Jesus. It's true that. But listen, I have a better chance of being yoked with Jesus right. when I'm in a community of people who are pushing yeah. together, striving together. He <laughs> said, keep company with me so you can live free and lightly. That's powerful. Say, said, live free from sin. You know what sin is? It's missing the point. So many of us are missing the point of why we're alive. The reality of life is we're all gonna die. Breaking news. So the struggle is not dying. The struggle is are we living? Because we know we're gonna die, but are we truly living? Because too many people, I pray, just I, 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 cautious life. I just don't wanna die, but don't you wanna live? I don't wanna live this defensive life. I don't wanna do anything wrong. I don't wanna, it's like, yeah, but don't you wanna live? He said, I came to give you life and life more abundant. I came to set you free from sin, from mediocrity, from short things. I came to give you a bigger picture of your life. That's why to me religious is boring. Because all we're trying to do is not do anything wrong until we go to heaven. It's like, man, that's what Jesus came to do. He said, I came for us to walk together and accomplish some things together and be alive every day. He says, live lightly. You know what live lightly means? There's no reason for you to carry extra burdens. Yeah. Life is hard. Life is challenging. But sometimes we're carrying stuff we're not meant to carry. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Like if you see yourself in the spirit right now, some of y'all are weighing way too much. Not because of Thanksgiving, but because you're carrying stuff <laughs> that you're not supposed to carry. Right. 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 And what do we say? We know it's true. We'll say, I know, but then keep carrying it. That's what's crazy to me about church. People will come week after week. They'll know, but they won't do. There's a difference. He says, don't be hearers of what I'm saying. Be the doers of what I'm telling you to do. Then you're going to live a life that's free and lightly. I have this conviction. It's unacceptable to come to God's house with baggages and then walk away with them again. Like some of us would come, we, 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 we punch in, we got our bags, and then, and then we put them down for, for about 45 minutes, and then we pick them up again. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? Well, Jesus said, put down your bags, live free and lightly. So question today is, as I wrap up, is it's an invitation. The thing with the invitations is you have to accept them or reject them. That's the problem with invitations, isn't it? It demands a response. Right? Sometimes I wish I didn't get some invitations so I don't have to respond. (laughs) Can we just be honest for a second? This is a big church. You know how many parties there are in a church of a thousand people? You know how many weddings? How many birthday parties? How many... We don't do bar mitzvahs. I was going to say bar mitzvahs, but we're not Jewish. Um... (laughs) So you got to respond he said come to me I know some of us we've come to religion and we're still stressed we're still worried some of us we've, we've been dedicated catechized what's the next one altar boy <laughs> whatever other religion thing you want to put in front of it but it's like did I give you life because Jesus came to bring life I'm afraid that sometimes religion is more death than life. There's a lot of religious people who are cranky. Just cranky. And Jesus saw right through that. You have to understand why he said what he said. He's he's looking around and saying, man, everybody looks tired. Everybody looks worn out. Everybody looks burnt out on religion. So can I offer an invitation to you? Come to me. Notice he said, but it's it's unforced. I can't can't force this on you. You can't make someone dance with you. You know how weird would that be? You gotta dance with me. <laughs> Why? Because I said so. You know how weird of a dance would that be? That's religion. Says you, if you don't do this, you're going to go to hell. It's like, that's the God we serve. Obviously, we serve a God of invitation. He says, come to me. Because the reality is this. I hope you catch my heart here. If we're not coming to him, we're already in hell. It's not about a physical place. It's about living with a mindset and a heart that's already away from God and away from his will. That's already hell in itself. I don't want to live one moment without Jesus. One second, one minute, one day, one week, one month. I've been doing this for 20 years. Listen, this is my conviction. This is my conviction. My worst day with Jesus is better than any day without him. Better than any day without him any day because with him there's always perspective there's always healing there's always a way out and he's one prayer away from all of us so you got to respond to the invitation it's like you got to open up that inbox and reply you got to reply to his invitation the reality is not everybody says yes as much as that blows my mind but not everybody says yes some people are like I'm good it's like man if you only see yourself in the spirit it's like how can you get to this point in your life and still say I am good so what are you going to do with this invitation this morning see I've been praying this morning not just for people who are new I've been praying for people who have been to church so long that you have no idea why you're here that you've made it a, a, a religious tradition. You punch in and you punch out, but you don't have that freedom and that, and that grace and that love and that, that joy that Jesus brings and that perspective. So the invitation is not just for new people. Because sometimes, you know, who really misses it? The ones who've been around so long. The invitation is for all of us to say, Lord, I want to respond to that. He said, if you call out to me, and I will answer you. He said, if you search me, you will find me. He said, if you knock, I will open the door. He says, says, as a matter of fact, I'm at the door of your heart knocking every day. He said, would you let me in? And stop striving on your own. And stop trying to think that you got this because you don't. But together we can go farther. And you're like, yeah, but where where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Oh, my friends, he's right here. He's right here. He is as real as my voice right now. Because the invitation stands. He said, I'm going to go to the cross. I'll pay for your sins. Three days later, I'll show you that death has no power over me. And then when I come back is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my spirit to be in your midst. So anytime you call on me, I am right there with you. He's right here. I feel him. He's right here. Right now. In this place. In this moment. And he's saying, open your eyes. Open the eyes of my heart. Let me see you. Let me know you. Let me feel you. Or oh, you just got to come. The Savior has his arms open, and he's ready to forgive. He's ready to welcome. He's ready to say, I'm yours, and you are mine. Oh, come to the altar. Come on, tell him. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to connect with us, you can find us at newlifesouthcoast.com for any further information.